MLM Nation, episode 647. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. If you love this show, you're going to love my daily pep talk. It's free for everyone. It's a quick two, three-minute motivation every single day at 8.25 a.m. to get you going. You can catch it live. You can catch it recorded on my Instagram channel or on my Simon Chan. It's free for everyone. Hey, I'm here to motivate you and pump you up, and I look forward to seeing you on my daily pep talk. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, you always loved her. Her first episode, she first was on episode 564. We have her on again. We have Michelle Eldridge. Hey, Michelle, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I'm so excited to be back. It is such, oh, such an honor, such a pleasure to be here with Vanderlyn Nation. For those who don't know, Michelle Eldridge was a former homeless drug addict who eventually found network marketing. When she got started in MLM in 2017, she was six years into her recovery, but couldn't find any good work to pay the bills. She actually had to sell her kids' toys to enroll because she barely had any money for the diapers. Today, she's a six-figure earner who's used social media to build a team of over 2,500 customers. This is Michelle's second time on MLM Nation. She first appeared on episode 564. So, Michelle, I shared a brief background, but take us back. I know it's painful, but take us back to your journey. Uh, what happened with the drugs, and how did you eventually come to network marketing? Oh, wow. First of all, thanks again for having me. It's it's. I still get messages from people um, I put that, you know, I've carried that episode, the first one that I was on, I've, I've kept it, you know, in my bio and people will reach out and they, they still talk about it. So, uh, grateful to be back, but you know, I think, I think back and it's never something that you want to do. And it wasn't something that, you know, I'm sure that my parents or their parents, like they didn't want to, to fall into drugs either, but it was like this, it's a generational thing at the time where it was the normal. They knew what they knew and, and it was different. The access to knowledge was just different. So I guess growing up, I looked around and I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'll never be the person who's on, on drugs or any of that. And, you know, trigger warning for anybody who may, you know, need that. It, but at 14, uh, I was a kid and a young, whatever, I slept out with my little boyfriend and uh, his older cousin ended up raping me. And, you know, it was a, that's, it threw me off track. Like I was, a, it was like night and day. I woke up the next day and the world was different. Everything was dark and ugly and I was ugly. And it was, it was just, I just, could not stand me. And and what was easy was to look around and see what everybody else was doing because it was clear everybody was numb but me. And that's what I wanted to be. And because they knew no better, I was like, I'm going to do what they do. And so it was 14 years old when I started in drugs. And it was like pain pills at the time, marijuana, alcohol, things like that. And it progressed super fast. By 18, by 18 years old, just 18, I was on the street living, 
living on the street and it was it was a different experience it was a uh, it was rough people would scream at me scream things out the window at me oh you're a piece of sh- blah 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 and just say horrible things and and in that state when you're on drugs and you're in and out of jail and I, I was in rehab five times by 21 I turned 21 in jail as a matter of fact and it was you know you start to believe that you're worthless and that you are a piece of trash and that nothing will be different because where's the proof? Where Where's the proof that anything can be any different for you when you're just like everybody else? And so it was after I got out at that time, when I after I got out when I was 21, I saw this guy washing his truck. I think I may have said this, but uh, in the other episode, but most people don't know this. So I'm like, maybe I've not said it. But I, I saw this guy washing his truck. He was a stranger. I didn't know him. And I walked over to him. I don't know what compelled me to do this. I have no idea. And I said, hey, you know, I just got, I told him, I just got out of jail and I need a shower and I like to have some fun. You think you can help me with that? And this man who does not know me tells me to get in his truck. I get in it. A stranger. I was so smart. And uh, he didn't rent his truck off. We pull out, and I've been with that man for the last 10 years. So that man is what initially gave me the courage to stop because it was a it was a scary life. You wake up every day and you want to, you know, you want to you want to die. You don't want to wake up and your body be sick or you have to go out and do things that you would never do normally. Uh, starting at zero to get money to make sure you have what you want by the end of the day. You do things and you hurt people. And it's, you know, it's a sad situation to be in. And for everybody, for the family of the person, for the people who see the person and the person, it's, it's a, it's, it's so bad. And so he was the first human that I felt a a real connection for. I wasn't numb. I, I could feel something. And it was so, it was worth it to me to, I guess, allow the pain and, and, and fight to, to be in recovery so that I could feel that love as well. It was worth it to try to have that. And uh, shortly after, I started going to church and it made it easier. And then I got pregnant and that made it even easier. And, and so fast forward, uh, you know, we, I'm pregnant with another one and we've got our own home and uh, he gets shot. He gets shot uh, driving down the road. It's a fluke. We still have no idea how it happened, but it was right in an artery in his arm. He was driving the steering wheel. I know if you're listening, you can't hear it, but it went right into his artery in his arm as it was on the steering wheel through the window. And uh, he started suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and bipolar schizophrenia. So he was hearing voices and things that weren't there. And he... The way that it works in where I live is if he doesn't say that there's a problem, they won't help him, right, unless he does something bad. So for two years, I could not get him help at all. And so he lived in this, we all did. We all had to kind of play our part because if you argued or disagreed, you became the enemy and it was very dangerous. So for two years, we lived in this alternate reality, walking on eggshells around him, and he finally done something that was so bad that he got arrested and they, that finally got him help. But that's how I ended up on my own is he got, uh, he got picked up by the police after doing that. And I was alone with my kids and I, you know, I didn't have a car. 
I didn't have money. I had no support. You know, everybody in this small town, even though it had been six years, nobody liked me. They just knew me for what I used to be. And so it was, it was tough. And uh, as an addict in recovery, what addicts do is they try to distract, distract themselves. And that's what I was doing because I was brokenhearted. Even though he, he had lost his mind, for, he was still my person, you know, so he was gone. And I, I didn't know how to function. So I'm on my phone trying to distract myself because the dollar store wouldn't hire me, even though I didn't have a babysitter or a car to get there. I tried. They wouldn't hire me because of my background. And I'm on this phone and I'm like, oh, it was like one of those Facebook event things. And usually I didn't look at those, but I needed that. Like it was divine intervention. Like, here you go. So, so I allowed myself to be sucked into this thing and I wasn't even interested at all in what it was, but there was something that just kept sucking me in. And so to be distracted, I watched and uh, it was the first time that I felt truly compelled to ask, like, how do you, does this actually work? Is this a thing? Like, is it like, what's the, what's the catch here? You know, all the skeptical, ignorant questions that somebody would can ask sometimes and and that was me and she's like yeah no it's you know it's there's no catch this is it this is what you do and uh how much is it i said and she gave me the options and 200 bucks was the smallest option so i was like well honey i can barely pay for diapers i can't like so how am i supposed to get 200 bucks and uh, I look around my house, and I'm looking, and I'm like, what can I do? And the only thing there was a surplus of was toys, donated toys from Christmas or, you know, these things or that. And I, 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 it was a couple pictures on my wall, a couple big, huge clothes that I had when I was pregnant. And I post them on Facebook, but mostly it was my kids' toys, and that was hard, pulling out the best ones and posting them on Facebook to get enough money when I had no reason to believe that anybody would buy from me that I could even sell the product that I was going to try to sell because I didn't know how to use it, that I could do any of it. I had like 150 people on Facebook max, no Instagram, and everybody didn't like me. But for whatever reason, I really truly believe it was divine intervention <laughs> that I, I go and I put 200 bucks on this Visa card after selling all that stuff and I, I get this box and I'm like, well, I could have paid the light bill with that money, so now I have to make it work somehow. And so that's how I ended up, you know, being, I didn't even know the term network marketing, direct sales, MLM. I didn't know, you know, those terms even then. It was, I've got this at-home business thing now, and I'm going to figure it out. So that was, that's how I found the industry and got in. It was a definitely, uh, you know, it was a bigger experience looking back than than I knew at the time. But you did, even with your background, you did really, really well. You know, in one year, you were really uh, almost at the top of the company. Uh, so what did you do during that year, that first year? Oh my year? gosh. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I think back, and it's, as humans, we overcomplicate so much, but I didn't. I had no choice. And so I thought, okay, I didn't know that girl that had invited me to that thing. So I knew that social media opened up a whole new world. People that I didn't have to know them, but I could find them, right? So I did what she was doing, which was she went live, right? And that's what I saw her doing. So I did that. And I told people on this live video, I kind of Eminem them. If you ever heard the movie Eight Mile where he's like, 
Tell these people something they don't know about me. I kind of did that. I was up front and I told everybody all the things there was about me. And I'm like, but that's not what we're here for. This is what we're here for. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I'm learning. We'll learn together. I'm nervous. And, and that's how it progressed. I took people on my journey with me and I did it all the time. So I was super consistent in the things that I did and I would continuously go live and I would ask them, you know, Hey, feel, you know, I didn't say feel free to share them because I didn't know that language, but I would say, you know, please share, uh, tag your friends, stuff like that. Uh, but now I say things like, feel free to share, write that down if you don't already say things like that. But I was in this um, place of, I'm just going to keep going live because it seems to work. People were sharing it. I changed my my profile. It was a personal profile uh, to public, and people were sharing it because I was asking them to. And um, and people were buying it because they, they heard me say, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but if I can make it, you know, halfway if this can work for me it can for you and they would buy it for me that done well for the first few months and uh, I was able to pay down on a car and I was able to uh get, so I had a car finally I was able to give my kids the first Christmas where there was no donations there was no anything like and I didn't have to worry about bills or owing somebody or buying the junkiest stuff just to say something was under there from me for real and know what it was when they opened it it was all like the biggest christmas ever but when after christmas comes and january comes in business oftentimes not always but sometimes uh it can be slower as far as sales and so when january came i found myself in this it was sucked it sucked it was so bad <laughs> and so like how am i gonna how am I going to pay my bills with this? And I get in this place of I want to quit. First bad month and I want to quit. Um, and this is what done it for me. As I looked around for somebody, you're, if you're listening to this, you're already in the right place because you've got Simon. So this is what this is what did it for me. I decided I'm going to figure it out. And the only way to figure it out was to find somebody who knew how to do the thing that I wanted to do. Right? And so that's what I did. Because my upline, after I joined, you know, she... She was super pregnant, and she had a baby and suffered from postpartum, so she had to step away. And so I was really, you know, the blind, the lady the blind. So it was the first time, one, I wanted to quit at the first first sign of whatever. And instead of that, because I, I was like, what other option do I actually have? I Google, and I'm looking for people to, to, to listen to. And that's what I did. I started following directions and I created a daily method of operation that was would make success inevitable for anybody. And the problem is, is most people just won't commit to doing that. And I did. Every single day. Every day. And I, I even said this before. I, I did it for over two years straight. Same thing. Long after I had to do it. I would do 20 messages a day. Every single day I would reach out every day. I would send 10 follow-up messages every day. And when I started out, you know, obviously I didn't have 10 people to follow up with at first, but I did that follow-ups. I sent gratitude messages at least 10 every day. I did some piece of marketing, which is content or a video every day. I did three to five videos a week. There was so much. I did five to seven story segments a day and Instagram shared to Facebook when I finally made an Instagram. And so there's so many things that I did every day. But without fail, no matter what, and 
I did personal development after. That's also important to know. I never skipped a day, but I didn't do it first. I did it second to all the things, the activities that I had to do. And because of that, I was able to create a community of people who, who were on this journey with me and still are, who watched me evolve at, because I showed them that. I was telling them in the posts or in the videos, you know, oh, you know what? Last month wasn't the greatest and here's why. And this is what happened. And now I have, you know, following directions from a couple. Like I took them on the journey with me. I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing. So now that I'm able to te tell you that that's what I did. But it was that, and you talk about it all the time, Simon, consistency, right? And, and, and oftentimes I don't think people have a consistency problem. Is what are you consistent in? Because people are consistently watching Netflix. <laughs> They're watching Hulu or whatever, whatever TV is out there. They're watching the news. They're consistent in that. But they complain because they don't have results in their business. And I wasn't. I was consistent in the things that I knew. That if I did it long enough, didn't know how long, didn't put a time limit on it. But I knew if I did it long enough that I would do it. And within six months of following somebody's direction, okay, that's all it takes is following directions, is I was top, invited to the top 30 in my entire company. Top 30 in my entire company. I was able to speak on... Uh, Ray Higgins was the first person who asked me to speak on his stage. Uh, not only that, I earned a trip to Mexico. I'd never even had a passport. Like, there were so, so many things that opened up for me in a little bit of time because I was willing to follow directions and commit to it. Not a time limit, but as long as it takes. That's it, I think. Mm. That's good. I still remember your, uh, the, yeah, the previous episode, which I highly recommend everyone to listen, where you went really in deep into the DMO, right? Like I, like, like we said, it's yeah. not the time commitment, it's the activity commitment. Like I remember that like, you won't go to bed. If you don't get those 20 messages out, you just don't go to bed. You stay up, you don't do the follow-ups, you don't end your day until you do that. And it's having that urgency uh, um, that determines success. And I love how, you know, I think a lot of people think, well, I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I haven't had success yet. But it's the vulnerability that people want. And I think you've been, you know, I've, I've been following you ever since uh, we first met. I've been following you online. You're very, very vulnerable from your good days to the bad days. And uh, that's why you have that following. So there's a lot of lessons here. I'm going to, I'm on this. I'm going to add that in the recap. I just want to move along, ask a couple of things. Because you are very good online. So everyone, please follow Michelle. Uh, but talk about Clubhouse. You've been using Clubhouse. Uh, it's a hot thing. Some people don't really know how to use it. Some people definitely, um, maybe probably shouldn't be using it because they're doing it the wrong way, but you've figured, <laughs> it, you've it. figured it out. Talk about Clubhouse a little bit and how you use it to grow your business. Oh man, this is, this is, this is, uh, so first of all, if you're on an Android phone and, and at this moment, you're not able to get on, this is still useful to you because you're going to be so ahead of the game when you when it does open up which will be very soon and if you have an iphone you're already on clubhouse or you or you don't have an invite but if you want one whatever you can get I, i'll give you an invite if you want one but if you're on there most likely you're wasting time most likely i could almost bet and so what i love i, I i've i've got it down to a science almost like so here starts of like 
Let's start at the beginning. When you get on there, you get to choose your one, your profile picture. So just like any other thing, you want it to be inviting. You want to be smiling. You want it to be bright. You want it to be close to your face. Second, you pick your interests and most people pick their interests. They're not picking their target market's interests. So who is the person you help? If it's, maybe it's a single, maybe it's a mom or a dad, mom or dad. Okay. What are they doing? Maybe they're in parenting rooms. Maybe they're in sports rooms if it's a dad. Maybe it's, um, if it's moms, maybe it's rooms about recipes. So what are their interests? Time management. Like there's so many different things. Relationships. Parent, like they're, you, but most people are clicking their own interests only. And it's a mistake. So choose the interests of the person that you can help. What are, what are their interests? And then you'll start to see. So after you choose your interests, you go into your, your, into the app, which is called the hallway. They changed it to the corridor now, but the corridor has these little squares and we call them rooms. And you'll see the type of rooms. If you choose your interests, right, that your target market is in. And so you can get in those rooms. So a room about parenting, most likely parents are only in there, right? Like if that's who you're helping, it's most likely that that's like nobody else is in that room. So go in that room. And if, if you, so you go in that room, read people's bios and I'll give you a template for that in a second, but for your own, but read their bios, look at their, their Instagram, right? Cause it's linked. Get in their DMs connect with them. The conversion rate is so much higher. I've never seen a platform that speeds up this process as fast as Clubhouse ever. And that's with you never having to say a word. If you say a word, you're, you're going to go even faster. So let's talk about first, you not saying a word. You're in a room, you're the others in the room. People are coming up and they're asking questions but you know answers to those questions. Go to their Instagram, message them and say, hey, I was just in the room, whatever the room title is, and I heard you ask this question. I wasn't able to give my insights, but I wanted to share some value with you on that topic. And then give it to them, whatever the answer is, and say, I hope you have a great day. Don't say I wasn't a speaker, just say, I wasn't able to give my insights, which is true, okay? And people will, one, they'll start following you on Instagram. Ta-da! But then they'll go back to Clubhouse and they'll try to find you. They'll search your name and they'll follow you there as well, okay? So that's one, one strategy. Second strategy, if you want to be one of the speakers or one of the people who are known as an authority in those rooms where your target market hangs out, great. Start raising your hand. When it's allowed, raise your hand and get on the stage. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth should be thank you to whoever's up in the top left corner. Thank you. Like for me, thank you so much, Simon, for having me. Thank you for doing this. What you do for this industry is unmatched. It's true. He doesn't have to hold space for, for us. He doesn't. He does. So that's the same thing. First thing that comes out of your mouth should be thank you to them. Thank you so much for what you've been sharing. Thank you for this room. Appreciate you. Everybody go follow 
those people up there in the top two, whatever they are, their names, say their names, okay? They're going to want you back up on their stage again because they know that you're willing to edify them. And it's so key. People are too busy getting on. This is what I see happen, and it's so wrong. They go over there, I'm Michelle Eldridge, and I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I do this, and I do that. Nobody cares. If you want invited back up, just like with your brand or your business, your content, it should be for somebody else, about somebody else. So when you open your mouth, it should be something like that. And if I, the people in the room, okay? Then offer a piece of value or ask a great question. Either one works, but make it so concise, so quick, so quick. And you'll be tempted again to say something about you, but don't, don't. You don't need to. I promise you don't. So do that and then keep coming back to those rooms. If you follow those people that you talked about that you edified and they start to see your face, there's a girl. We bring her up on stages now all the time just because she's loyal. We've seen her face. She got up there and done exactly what I said to do. Okay. Then you'll start to hear them. You can even message them and say, hey, I'm happy to take notes for your room so that you can send it to your followers. If that's your only in, you can do it. And most rooms, most moderators will pay you to do that. If you're going to be on there listening anyway, why not make some money if you're going to just be sitting there? But they will, if you're offering, hey, you know they've been on there all day long. Hey, I, you know, I know you may not know me that well, but I've been in your rooms many times. I know how you like your rooms ran. You're probably super tired. If you ever need a break or somebody to step in and help you moderate the room, I'm happy to do that. That is how you get on those stages, but you don't have to do that. And I want to make it very clear that you don't have to. I have people on my team who are growing at a rapid rate on Instagram, that are growing at a rapid rate in sales and on Clubhouse, and they're not saying anything. They're only in rooms where their target is in, and they're going through their target's bios and they're answering their questions or they're pointing out things in their bio that, that will connect them. So, hey, Susie, how are you? I, you know, I'm in Clubhouse room with you. This is the, whatever the name of the Clubhouse room is. And I was reading your bio and I'm that too. Or I resonate with this. Or I, ha I work with people that this. Da, da, da. Connect with them in some way. You'll be surprised because what they do then is they go through your content on your Instagram. This is why it's so important to have things that they can expose themselves to on your Instagram. Because there's no way to DM on Clubhouse. There's no way. It has to be done on Instagram. So if you have enough content that they can go and expose themselves to you, themselves, I've had people, for instance, there's this girl. Uh, she's one of my friends now. But she has 80,000 followers on Instagram. She heard me speak in a room. I, or, I'm sorry, other way around. I heard her speak in a room. I've messaged her, told her how how much I appreciated what she shared, etc. She goes, starts watching my stuff on my Instagram. She starts reading what I was sharing, watching my videos. She messages me the next day. She exposed herself to me enough times that she messaged me the next day, and she said I'd been holding out, and she wanted to buy my thing. She spent over 300 bucks, and then not only did she share it in her th stories of 80,000 people, that got me several referrals, but when she got the products in her hands, she again turned around and shared it. I didn't ask her to do that, right? It was not like that. So 
There's so much opportunity if you get in the room with where people are. You have to know where they are. Okay. So lastly, um, and this is this is just super nutshell version. Okay. But your Instagram bio and your clubhouse bio need to be congruent. You cannot be talking about cats here and dogs here. It doesn't make sense. They don't. It doesn't make sense. So make sure it's congruent. Okay. But here's how you lay out your clubhouse bio and then kind of match it to your Instagram. Your clubhouse bio, your first 85 characters are what people can see when they're getting on the app, looking for new people to follow. Or when they're in rooms and touching your face really quickly, their attention spans are short. They see the first 85 characters. If you use emojis, that counts as two characters. So it makes it even shorter. What I tell people is there's this guy. And his is from skinny and wimpy to confident and strong. Anybody who has ever felt skinny and wimpy wants to follow him because they resonate, but they also know that, oh, he's done something I've not quite done yet, Mm. right? So it doesn't have to be monetary or weird. It can just be from this to this. Mine is from homeless, okay, to social media mentor, right, or whatever. It can be anything, anything. Understand that. So from this to this. Don't overthink it, but put it. And then your next line should start with either I help or I teach. I help or I teach. And then a specific type of person. Who is it? I help. Mine used to be. It's not anymore. Mine used to be I help the fierce female. Now mine is I help the average human. So it's singular. It's a, it's a specific type of person. Maybe yours is. The, the, the single mom or the unhealthy dad. There's so many ways. The, the overwhelmed dads. The, there's so many ways. The overwhelmed dad, singular, okay? Do what? I help blank do blank. What is it that you help them do? It could be um, I help uh, single moms. Um, I help single moms make extra money using social media. Uh, by, use, by using social media the right way, something like that. And that's just off the top of my head, whatever, but that's an example. I help the, uh, the unhealthy dad get fit so that he can have, you know, more energy to play with his kids. It's, it can be anything like that, but it needs to be super specific to a specific type of person. And ex- they need to be so clear on what you help them do. You are not for everyone. Trust me, you're not. And once you can accept that, you'll make a lot more money and help a lot more people, I promise. So anything below that, anything below that, any fun facts you want to share, all the about you stuff that you want to put, do it, whatever, whatever. But the one thing I want you to not forget is somewhere after the I help, give them a reason to go to your Instagram. So for me, I have the club Clubhouse Revenue Blueprint. I put like in my clubhouse bio, I say clubhouse revenue blueprint. You can find it, the link in my bio on my Instagram. So it takes them up. It gives them a reason. So it's a freebie. What is it? Maybe you'll answer what you'll give them one easy recipe, one 10 minute recipe. If they send you the club emoji in your DMs, it gets them in your DMs and it connects you, but it gives them a reason not just assuming that they'll go to your Instagram, but it gives them a reason to go, a benefit for them. Because once you have them there, the relationship moves super fast. 
It's like, I, I've never seen anything like it. So that's that's what I would say is just make sure you're in the right rooms. And then your Instagram bio that from this to this and the I help, that's your that's your Instagram bio. So whatever you put on your clubhouse, that first little bit needs to also be your first little bit over here. It needs to be congruent. All things congruent, everybody wins. That's how it works. So hopefully that helps. You may need to listen to that again because I know it was a lot and a little bit of time. And I could go on for days. But that alone will make you a lot of money if you'll use it 1,000%. Hey, that is so awesome. I feel like I've got an entire course here. We definitely have to listen to the guy. I took a ton of notes. <laughs> I'm definitely going to make some of these uh, changes that you have taught me today. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building, such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program that help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. I got to wrap up the show. You've been awesome. I feel like I could talk to you forever about this. I think our first episode was really long too. I love hearing from you, Michelle. But we got to quickly wrap up. It's awesome. So good stuff. Everyone, hey, hit the rewind button. Listen to this again. Definitely check out Michelle. One of the best ways to learn is to follow people who are making it happen. So follow her on, on Instagram. Follow her on Clubhouse. Uh, but we have a couple of quick questions before we wrap, wrap up. And these can be quick one-liners. So the first question is, what is one of your favorite success quotes? that motivates you? Oh my gosh. I, I was thinking about this earlier today and I'm like, what is one of my success quotes? And I, and I think the easiest one is whether you think you can, and it's not typical. Okay. But it's whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yes. It, it just always reminds me that it's in my head. It's up to me. So whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. What's one I habit? I love that too. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? One habit that's helped me become successful is, um, I guess, videos, but not needing to be perfect on videos. Whether it's short form, long form, right now short form is popular, but videos consistently showing my face. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I've ever received is to commit to until, despite anything that may happen, commit to until, no matter what. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. Uh, do you do a one-on-one -on -one call with them, a Zoom? What would you, a uh, three-way call, three-way message? What do you like to use? Okay, yeah. So we use um, a video um, and Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O, is a great one to do that so that there's not any suggested videos after, whereas YouTube, 
you never know what they'll find after. <laughs> so Vimeo, um, using a video that way, definitely works for us. Uh, we like to schedule it and let them view it and talk about it. Aside from the social media apps, including Clubhouse, what is your favorite app on your phone? My favorite app on my phone. Ooh, I missed that one. My favorite app is probably uh, Boxer. Boxer or Slack? Mm, it's tough. Mm. Only because I love Slack because it's so, um, everything's organized. You can have a certain channel, certain people in this channel. And, and I like to, I love keeping stuff organized. So Slack, it's a great communication channel for your team. It's, it's so, so good. You can turn on and off as an admin who can talk in each channel. So if Facebook ever goes down and you've got Slack set up, and you've got like start here as a new person or whatever it may be channels where they can only view but not comment on. It's so helpful. So just a little plug for Slack. <laughs> What's two or three books you could recommend? Okay. Number one is, and I read this quarterly or listen to it rather, uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I may say this to everybody. But uh, if you have upper limit problems, and everybody does, every time you hit a new level, there's a new one. You have to kind of find it and work through it to get to the next level. Uh, helps you become aware of that. So The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, for, for network marketers, for sure, I think uh, Ray Higdon's Freakishly Effective Leadership for network marketers, it was probably the one that saved me a lot of time, a lot of recycling people. Uh, retention is very high because of that book. And uh, let's see, a third one would be, I didn't think about a third, The Third Door. Hmm. That's a good book. I cannot, I'll try to think of the author of that, but when you're always looking for that opportunity, The Third Door, The Way In, I'll figure it out. The entrepreneur, entrepreneur is always that type of way, but if you're always looking for that, that awareness of The Third Door, it's always there. I love that book and the stories in it. I'll get the, I'll get you the author as soon as, as soon as we get off, so. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. You didn't even know your kids. You didn't know one. You're like an alien that went to another universe. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? If I start over and I know no one, but I'm going to build a network marketing business from scratch, First place I'm going is Instagram. The first place I'm going is Instagram. And it's and it's just because people are it's the culture is different right now with DMs. And Instagram's always been more open to DMs, but now even more so than ever. And I'm going to go through as many hashtags, as many every like I'm gonna go ham in the DMs. Because that's where that's where like Seeking conversation, that's that's it. That's it. And it leads to conversions. That's what I would do. DM it up in the Instagram. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Michelle? Yeah, so if you want to go to Instagram, well, first of all, if you're on Clubhouse, it's at Michelle Zero. It's easy. But if it's if you if you want to find me on Instagram, it's uh, just underscore Michelle underscore Eldridge underscore. I couldn't get my name any other way. But if you look for Michelle Eldridge on Instagram, you'll find me. 
Um, I'd love to, to connect with anybody. I think that it's, uh, it's the, the thing that I would say that, that I would leave anybody with or that I would, I would give as far as advice is, is if you, if you would stop putting these unrealistic expectations, check that, check yourself. What expectations are you putting on yourself that you wouldn't put on anybody else? What, why do you, like, why do you expect this at this time? Why do you expect this? Because what is it? You need to question all of your expectations because if you expect it, oftentimes you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Whereas, like, for instance, earlier I said, if you commit to until, no matter what, I'm going to commit to a daily method of operation that will guarantee me success. I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I'm going to do it despite no matter what happens until it happens. That and that's a, There was no expectation of a time or a limit or whatever. I think too many people sabotage themselves with these expectations that are unrealistic. There, there's no, you cannot control anything but your activity. That's all you can control. You can't control the yes, the no, but what you can control is what you do. And if you're willing, all you have to be is willing to do it until. Because what other way, here's, here's the real question, is what other way can you get this life, this insane life that you can get in this industry? We've seen it time and time and time again. What other way can you get it? If you have another way, fantastic. But if you don't, is it worth waiting 10 years, 20? I know somebody it took 17 years to become a million dollar earner and bet they're not sad about it. They are not sad or, or mad that it took them that long. So just just learn to manage your expectations and become, be aware when you ha are having a bad one that's not serving you um, and just commit to until forever. So or until it takes however long that is. Right. So that's it for me, Simon. Thank you so much. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Michelle Eldridge. So keep up the momentum. Go to MLNation.com, click on the podcast tab, and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom, including the links to Michelle's bio, will be right there. Definitely, you definitely want to check her out and connect with her. Hey, in order to be successful in network marketing, in business, in life, you must help others. So, Michelle, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again. It's an awesome show. God bless you. Hey, ML Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing, what to say back to your prospects? Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check it out, BYOB. This is when I'm, you and I, we go together on Zoom, and I'll guide you word for word on what to say, and I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan. We'll recap with an amazing show from Michelle Eldridge. Awesome, awesome show there. Talking about how to use Clubhouse to build your network marketing business. And uh, I think, you know, Clubhouse is an awesome, awesome app. And But hey, you got to stay consistent in order for it to work, right? She gave you a lot of uh, tips there. And this is over an episode where... 
She talked a lot about social media. And by the way, if you really want to get the full details of Michelle, her turnaround, I know she talked a little about here. Make sure you check out her previous one, her episode 564, and we will put it in the show notes. Just head over, head over to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab. You see both episodes there. But uh, it talked about vulnerability, right? It's like the vulnerability, letting, you know, she talked about taking people on a journey, sharing the times you're messed up, sharing when she didn't know what I'm doing, but I can still do this. When you're selling people, you're selling that they can do it, right? That anyone can do this. That gives them confidence to do this business. Everyone wants it simpler, quicker, and easier. They don't want something hard. And that's, she did it live every single, I think she said it every single day, but she has a strict DMO that she's doing. And that is what creates success. And I love what she says. You do it until, it's not, you know, I do it for five, one hour a day. No, it's, she had a DMO. Right, and her DMO is pretty intense. Sending out twenty messages a day, ten follow-ups, ten gratitude messages, some piece of marketing, three to five live videos. You know, I think in the last episode she does at least twelve stories a day. This is stuff that some someone that is has no following, homeless, and had a terrible past can create a new following. Right. The cool thing is the people you meet new online, they don't really know necessarily know your background, but you can share that too. And by the way, the vulnerability is what gets people to connect with you. And they, because people feel like they know you, like you, and trust you. I always talk about it. And I'll be wild, be workshops. By the way, if you're struggling to create content, you have to attend our be wild, be workshops. We do them twice a month. Just go to uh, be wild, be workshop.com where I watch you create content for you to get you started. And then you can copy and use the templates I give you, right? So content, content, content is what drives the prospects. Then Michelle spent a lot of time about Clubhouse, which is again, creating content. Big aha moment was, um, you know, I learned a lot here. Like I'm just getting on Clubhouse, learned a lot of stuff. But you know, mistakes that people make, picking the interests of your target market, uh, how to create your bio, how to connect with people on IG, how to give value, value, value. Well, IG, if you don't know it, stands for Instagram. Okay, giving tons of value uh, out there and um, just building your network. But you have to do it every single day. It goes back to consistency. Without consistency, you're never going to make it. And Great show. I'm, I'm going to keep this recap short. Thanks again for Michelle Eldridge. You can connect with her. Uh, head over to MLNation.com. And if you like these episodes, hey, leave us a review. A subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. It means a lot. And uh, let me know how, how you like this. This is, a, this is a little longer one, really in-depth in one topic. It was definitely very helpful for me. I know it's going to be helpful for you. So, hey, thank you for listening. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. Uh, now it's over to you. Remember, We're in the profession to help others, so go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.